Welcome, dear divine luminal light beings. Welcome to Eco Elevation, Infinite Love and Light for all of co creation. Today, we have an amazing guest back on the space cast today, dear Scarlet. And we are going to drop into our heart per use. <laughs> so, if you like, Get yourself as comfortable as possible. Get as relaxed as you possibly can in your body. And from there, simply placing your intention and your attention on your heart center. And from there, connecting and imagining, breathing in the infinite loving, supporting energies from the crystal sun within the earth. And just... With that first breath, just imagining the loving, supporting, nourishing energies of Mama Gaia coming up through our feet, permeating every single cell in our being. And then on that exhale, allowing all of our energy to settle into this sacred space of our heart. And that second breath, we get to connect our heart to Father Sky, Central Sun, God, Goddess that you are. And simply imagining, breathing in these divine luminescent energies through the top of our head the central key channel of our crown and again permeating every single cell in our being and then on that exhale allowing all of our energy to settle into the sacred space of our heart and then that third breath where we get to merge the beautiful sacred grounding energies of mother earth in our body and then merge with the energies of Father Sky, Central Sun in our body, becoming Earth, Sky, and I, we, all. And again, with that last breath, oh, allowing all of our energies, everything that we think we're experiencing on the outside to become inside and into this sacred space of our heart, where we are guided, guarded, and protected across all timelines, dimensions, and realities. Mm. that practice of really like if there's anything we're holding on to and right in this exact moment just let it all fall off like steam or however you want to picture it and mama gaia just absorbs it all and alchemizes it and transforms it into harmonious loving energy that can go wherever it is needed for the highest and greatest good of all so we'll give ourselves one more breath imagining the left and right hemispheres of our brain like an infinity symbol just connecting and connecting and connecting to where all is well in all of co-creation mm. Hey, hi, ho. Oh, currency. Currency has been on my mind. I'm telling you. Tell me there's about some, it. There's something about it. So I'll give you a quick little story time. I was just delivering to this spot. I'm actually in the town of Blackhawk, Colorado, which just happens to be a casino in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, so big casino vibes. You know, there's a real energy with that. Even just thinking about that, right? There's this consciousness that we can, oh, 
I can give this amount of whatever it is. And then with the imagination of, or the expectation, ooh, the expectation of I might, or I could possibly win. Mm -hmm. But the irony of that fact is that we are alive. And therefore that is the greatest richness that has ever been foretold by our soul. And so I'm delivering to this. It's like a gas station, but it's more just like a convenience store with no gas. And the owner of this establishment is 74 years old. And he is a divine soul. He is, um, I mean, there's a lot of interesting characters in this casino in the mountains. You can imagine it attracts a certain vibration. Yeah. And uh, money is a big, big driver over here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a big driver everywhere, but when you're walking through a casino with jugs of water and you're just seeing, you know, I'm like in the money cages and not today I wasn't in the casino, but it's just funny because I'll be like in the money cages. I'm like asking people like, Hey, what's the best part of your day? You know, to like the people who work at the casino (laughs) and they're like, well, this one lady just won nine grand and I got to pay her out that. And I was like, Whoa, that's a cool feeling. I was like, how does that feel? He's like, well, it'd be better if it was me. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like there's something about the celebration of our wins but for other people that can create ambiguity animosity envy these type of feelings where it's like well what about me oh my <laughs> gosh like, everyone the way I see it is everything outside of ourselves is us so mm-hmm. I am technically you you're having a conversation with yourself but I'm a divine facet So my soul is a divine expression of the oneness that is. And so back to the story, I'm delivering to this guy, Tom, and uh, he's just a divine soul again. And uh, the name of his spot is uh, Feeney, Feeney Farms out here in Blackhawk. And uh, like he was talking to me. I mean, I just the energy that I hold, it's like my soul is a therapist. (laughs) like my energetic field like people are just able to like like just open up like I'm just an artesian spring where it's just like let it flow and so people will say a lot of things to me and in my mind I'm like okay they're expressing and they're like oh I've never said that to anybody before you know these things and I'm like but then it sends me into introspection because I'm like well they're telling me something about myself so i can can just go into rabbit holes all day but Mm -hmm. back to the story he's talking about money and how he's a little down in his province like 30 percent down or something and the irony is that i'm delivering el dorado water el dorado means golden and i believe it's teotuacan or some some south american language um and he's like you're bringing me the liquid gold and now it's funny because gold was first found here in Colorado in like 1870 oh something here in Blackhawk. Wow. There's <laughs> this like interesting dance and like people come in and he gets a lot of like fiends, you know, people who are like addicts and traumatized and just trying to siphon other people's energy. We have a term for that is called um, a vampire. And there are fires <laughs> out there that like to siphon our energy. Sometimes we can be hanging out with somebody and after, you know, hanging out with them, we can feel drained, especially if we're not breathing low and slow. Luckily, you know, with the unlifted skills, 
we have a certain skill set and a tool belt that we can pull out whenever we need to mm-hmm. build or destroy <laughs> or rebuild. <laughs> and uh, being able to um, hold, hold space because we're all going through something. There's a great quote that I've been dancing with recently is uh, everyone is fighting a silent battle you know nothing about. So be kind always. And for me, like kindness is my natural state. Love is my natural state. Like that's where I really, that's just who, I think that's all of us. Like, you know, once, once we have our basic needs met, it's like expression and, and, and sharing and like co-creating. It's like, yes, that's what like drives us. And we have passions and we're like, we are desire. And um, he's like going on this story about um, relationships and life and money and like everybody quit that he had working with him. So he's working like 70 hours a week and he's like 74. And I'm just like, look, at him, like, whoa, you are you are a wise elder that this world needs. I'm like, thank you for everything that you do. You know, thank you for all the people that come in and, you know, try to buy all the lotto tickets off your shelf with somebody else's credit card, you know, bless them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot of dynamics in our world. And he was telling me a story that like four or five different places got broken into um, and like people shattered the door and stole the whole POS machine. You know, there's a reason they call that a POS machine and it's not point of sale. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> piece, of, piece of S. <laughs> and uh, so what I, what I was getting from that is like, okay, there's so much suffering around this idea of this illusion that is, you know, money and this driver in our world. Like, don't get me wrong. It is an essential tool, but because we have attached deeply, deeply emotionally to this this thing that comes and goes eternally, like everything is coming and going. And so it's like interesting as being humans that we get so caught in whatever state it is. And we, we label that. And then we think we're that, (laughs) but we're always in this state of constant shifting and changing and evolving. I think the biggest thing is like being able to be compassionate for ourselves and for our experience. And the the irony of this whole story is i've been working in the last since i last talked to you about like releasing attachments and releasing my expectations like just fully releasing my expectations one of my favorite things ever on the planet is to give love and to expect nothing now if you're focused on you know the profit margins that is a very very challenging meditation practice but if you're open to realizing that abundance is our energy abundance or our energy is communication and so to the level that we can communicate with ourselves effectively and then communicate with our entire direct experience of the outside world that is just a mirror reflecting on the inside that is our internal experience because it all starts from the inside out no matter what we want to believe because that outside in life it does provide a lot of visits from the pain teacher, let's say. And so the dance of all this is being able to communicate to other beings that no matter what the dollars in our bank account are or where we live or whatever it is that we're experiencing, abundance is our natural state. 
and to the level that we can really lean into that and flow with that mm-hmm. conversations like this is priceless right conversations with the person that we have at the gas station and ask them like a genuine question or anybody the grocery store i mean just ev- think about every single relationship in our life if we like met that being as they are the most important being on the planet and of course it's a practice so it's you know we go through cycles and being able to like honor the full dynamic potentialities that are within us but to be able to like love i think that's it like love is this currency and it's it's so beautiful i'm like I like blow my own mind every day out here because I'm like, okay, I'm the water shaman. I'm out here, you know, delivering the currency, delivering people like the essential liquid life force. And it's like, as much as I'm giving, I have noticed that I can not allow myself to receive. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're just like, do go more. It's like that's like our collective right. like hype machine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's this there's this blend between being a fully spiritual tapped in connected being where love truly is abundance because when you connect you create and you have the power to create. This is like this is when you tap into a plant medicine ceremony and you feel the divine connection of the whole entire universe around you and you attend an incredible transformative retreat where you have the opportunity to be fully and completely yourself and everything makes sense and you say i say it's all aligned everything everything makes perfect sense and then the week ends and you go home and you're like oh my god i've been shrunk into this totally different human man-made experience and man-made consciousness that's rooted in scarcity and i have to do all these things to survive you mean i have to work like why this isn't in alignment with my highest self and there's this major whiplash that comes from being so heightened and expanded and expressive and connected and then zapping into the human experience and the current human parody and thought line and cycle that we are all a part of in this society. And so the journey is balancing both of these things, just like balancing the masculine mindset and the feminine flow into our being. And that's really where we are as a society right now is we've been living this paradigm of I have to work really hard in order to survive and feed my family. And that's what a responsible adult does. And that's what I have to do in order to be successful in this world and in this society. Right. <laughs> and setting that aside and tapping into the, the feminine, the flow, the expansion and the power of the universe and saying, yes, like I truly am abundant. We are all truly connected and I feel that and I have the opportunity to live my purpose because when I live my purpose, I am creating and I am creating and I am making the impact on the world that I want to make. And it's taking that and it's so many of us have found this expanded expression and then there's the desire to, well, now I'm just going to ignore all human shit forever. Like, I'm just going to be this meditating yogi guru who does plant medicine ceremonies and talks to my spirit guides. And I don't need anything else. I'm going to follow my path boldly because this is what I have to do. 
and that's all accurate. And we do, we have been doing it in a way where we're only looking in this one direction. We've pivoted from being so hardcore, like masculine, so dragged down, so I have to be, to now like everything is amazing. And we're only looking in this direction. And now we have to find that middle ground because that's how we change and transform the earthly paradigm because even though this expanded mindset that we are all stepping into is incredible it still is in the process of being fully integrated onto the physical earth and our instinct is no i want to stay tapped into this i'm just going to ignore the parts of this human earthly reality that i don't like and that doesn't align with this vision but it's not ignoring the things that don't align it's instead looking at them, understanding why they exist, and integrating them into the current conscious reality. And that's where money comes in. Now, I never wanted to be the money coach. That's not true. I very much focused on money for a majority of my life. And then I discovered that that was not my path. And I went totally into flow, hippie, 3A life coaching certifications, a yoga teacher training certification, a Reiki level two practitioner, ayahuasca, San Pedro, Costa Rica, right? I like <laughs> dove headfirst into that. And uh, then I discovered, oh man, I have all these practical skills about money. I got to share this. Unfortunately, I thought I could just be like woo woo over here forever, but no, I know how to use Excel spreadsheets and code with my brain. And and so now it's been this personally huge balance of I am taking the steps in my integration and I have taken the steps in my integration to tap into, okay, this is the system that we have created. This is money and money is a tangible force. And I have the opportunity to be in control of it in my own life. And it is a gift that I get to share. And so in this process, I've set down my own perfectionism around how I'm supposed to be as a coach and how I'm supposed to show up in the world to make the biggest impact that I can make and wanting that impact to be so big that I set limits on myself. And I'm like, well, that's not good enough. And that's not good enough. So setting all of that aside to simply let flow and birth whatever is being created flowing through me, which comes back to a lot of the surrender that you were talking about, like surrendering to the universe, but also surrendering to myself and the expectations and the ideas and the thoughts and the structured mind and merging that with that heart space. And that's where we are. We're in a, a massive merger in our life <laughs> and in our society. That's the harmonic convergence. It's like, it's so beautiful and so fucked up because <laughs> <laughs> we're part of because transformation is up and down you have to have both and it's not about avoiding the downs it's about flowing effortlessly through the ups and through the downs knowing that the next one is going to come and you are where you are yeah it's that harmonic convergence and understanding that you know as above so below and like the way I've been thinking about it, it's like Charles Eisenstein's work where like everything we do in every single moment of every single day is impacting our entire world. And like, uh -huh. we can take that for granted. We can forget. Right. But then, you know, we can get so caught in whatever the thing is. And then we're like, ah, ah, you know, and then it's like flash forward and we're like, wow, that was like one of the greatest things that 
ever had blessed me in my life <laughs> and like one uh and that i think it is it's that integration dance i mean there's there's this great integral psychologist named dr keith witt and um he has this book i think it's called shadow shadow light shadow light work and like to be able to like go into our shadows which is really just unmet potential it's it's you know it's also the things that we like to push away that we like to you know out of deny or disgust or the things we think we're not let's say but in all reality we are everything and so being able to include and then transcend but there was this beautiful practice that i heard him talking about with paul check course the wizard you know the four doctors i mean there's so many like beautiful amazing teachers and like resources i mean i feel like now more than ever like the money thing it's not really money anymore that is the driving currency i think it's like in attention and intention i believe like that's everything because like the good analogy is and i'll get back to the keith witt thing but like the good analogy is like, let's say somebody holding a sign on like the side of the road, right? Like if that sign was like, please help me, the world sucks, whatever, right? Like just a, a negation, mm-hmm. <laughs> negation sign. Us knowing negations, we're going to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really feel inclined. Or maybe you do feel inclined to share money. All choices are valid. But think about that way of like, oh, my life sucks. And you just hold out a sign that says my life sucks. That's a good analogy comparatively to like somebody who's flying a sign that says, well, if you don't, if, if you don't give me money this time, including mitigation, um, give money to somebody else next time. I watched like some video on this on YouTube where this guy was like helping like almost people change their signs and like they were making like hundred dollars an hour, like <laughs> better than, better than some people working a full-time job, you know? Wow. And it's like, that paradigm shift of really going inside of ourself and realizing like okay I am worthy I because that I think that's really what it is we have like these deep-seated traumas or limitations that have created themselves into these defense mechanisms where I'll, I'll drop the Keith Witt one and then I'll drop I'll drop you with a good one but there's this practice that that uh, Paul Check and, Ke- and Dr. Keith Witt were talking about where you get a plate, like a normal type of plate, and you put it inside of a pillowcase and you smash it on the ground and then take all the pieces out of the pillowcase and you put the pieces back together with glue or whatever you have. And I think that's like such a, I think collectively that is what we are in right now. Like the plate has been shattered and we're like freaking out because our plate has been shattered <laughs> we can get in these tendencies to be habitually like traumatized by ourselves and others being a victim okay and or having that mentality of either the victim or the abuser or the sabotager the, sab- the saboteur mm-hmm. but then to really come inside and be like whoa i'm like this plate like and i think plant medicines help because they can help us shatter that plate and then depending on the level of integration that we are able and consciously willing to put one foot in front of the other to really face ourselves. Cause I think that's what it is. It takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of inner warrior to face ourselves. especially, I mean, there's a lot of stuff (laughs) that goes on and it's just, ah! but then being able to 
whoa, sit down with this simple practice where you sit down. I'm going to do this. I just, I just heard about it today. It's crazy. I listened to that podcast like weeks ago. And then I was like, I need to list my soul usually sends me these different realms, like pick up this book or do this. And I just, I answer my own calls and to the level that I do that, I just, oh, there's another golden nugget. Ooh, there's another breadcrumb. There's another golden nugget comparatively to like, oh no, I don't want to do that. I don't have time or whatever the, whatever the excuse that I could create for myself. And then think about it like, okay, everything is it's in a state of shatter. And then we put ourselves back together and then we look at this piece and it's like, the most beautiful it's like a snowflake it's like this sacred connection or the mycelial network or the way the dirt looks when the water has been absorbed out of it and it's cracking it's like it's it's the entire universe in one little atom and we're seeing that we're able to go all the way to the bottom all the way to the top and then we have things in our life where we might not feel like we're worthy it's it's these belief systems that are just like running on autopilot and even for myself depending on all the work that i've done all of the um i mean everything diving in plant medicine it out love it out sweat it out work it out i mean we can't run from ourselves these shadows these shadows inside they can't run from our feet that's an original quote by the water shaman by the way it's in one of my songs (laughs) and then it slides into this new type of energy that I'm that I'm entering because I have I have just like a personally let's say I have water or I have a good or I have like cannabis I have a bunch of cannabis let's say for an example or I have like a bunch of bottles of water I'm so inclined to just give just give and give and give till all of a sudden I look around and then I, I don't have any left for me to be selflessly selfish um we can especially myself i'm a people i'm a people pleaser and like i have my own dance being a healer and all the things it's like that is a deep sacred archetype that i am immersed in and get to include and transcend and integrate fully but as of recently i was realizing like why do i feel bad when I want to charge somebody for something or something comes up. There's a story there. There's a story for myself about worthiness. And it's like, oh, I'm going to give you this discount. And it's like, well, why? Like, okay, I love you. So like, that's the reason, bam. But then it's like, okay, well, I'm actually like hurting myself by giving these discounts, right? And whatever the way it be by like giving away water or however I do it in my world, my time, my energy. And I feel like I'm not fulfilled like my cup isn't full because i've just emptied it all out but then i forget that's the dance it's this emptying out and then filling back up and then emptying out and then filling back it's like the moon like everything is in cycles everything comes and everything goes and everything comes back again and so this this energy or this resonance this spell that i've been saying as of recently how does it feel in your body right now scarlet if I were to tell you, double your rates right now, whatever your rates are, I know, I know they're fair and I know they're valuable and I know that they are everlastingly delivering value to every single being that comes into your sphere of influence and connection with you. Double your rates. How does that feel right now? <laughs> it feels, it feels exciting in an expanded way with a, like a sheen of 
intimidation on top. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Like, yes, I can totally do that. And also that's like, I got to overcome some of my own stuff in order to pull that off. Because the thing with pricing is pricing is a reflection of your value, the value that you believe that you have for yourself. And so when you so truly believe on a deep core level in your value, then you can confidently set that price and receive that amount. Because it's one thing to say in your mind, I am worth $6,000 an hour and set that price. And then it's another thing to actually receive $6,000 an hour and sell yourself because there's a difference between only having the mind set a price to try and achieve that worth and achieve that value and tell yourself you are worth that value and then grounding into the heart and saying, I am worth this value. And I believe that deeply inside of me. And when you feel that deep self-worth and self-recognition, then you are able to receive that amount. <laughs> uh -oh. I love that. And it's like, because even for me, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to double my rates. But then like I get to it, I'm like, oh, but what about them? Right. <laughs> right. Like, so that's I'm so empathetic. That's the next level, too, is because it's there's this layer belief, deep layer belief of if I ask for more, then there won't be enough for others. And it's seeing the pie on the table and knowing that you have to share with your family and being wrong for wanting more because there's only so much to go around. And this is the scarcity paradigm. And because we have intentions to be good people, we want to be good people. We want to have a good impact on the world deep inside. Everybody wants this harmony and this peace and this love on a soul level. And part of the belief system that we have been conditioned to believe is so in order to fulfill this, I have to sacrifice myself because sacrifice and suffering is what makes me honorable. It's what makes me good. It's what makes me better for the world and show the people around me that I care because I'm suffering for them. Right. But it's not true. <laughs> the truth is that when you are full and whole and complete, you are fulfilling your highest sacred duty to the planet. You are fulfilling your highest good for all of humanity because the entire earth and the entire universe is a puzzle. It's a puzzle of beautiful painting of the entire universe and you in your soul are one piece in that puzzle and on you you have your own beautiful magnificent painting and art that is you and your piece and in order to complete the whole entire puzzle of the universe you have to fit into that universe by defining your edges and setting your boundaries and making sure you are full and complete and you're fully painted. Because if you are a blank slate with no edges and no boundaries, then you're never going to fit into the puzzle. You have to be so whole and complete in yourself. And when you are whole and complete in yourself, that is when you fit. 
into the puzzle. So it's, we need you, we need every single person <laughs> to be them, their whole and complete selves so that we can create the puzzle of the universe. And that means choosing to put yourself first in order to put others first, in order to fulfill your mission to serve others. You have to dismantle this belief and learn to receive and learn to service yourself. Because this comes back to business. If you have a vision and the intention to change the world through your healing and your coaching and whatever it may be and your light, you have to be able to sustain yourself. You have to fulfill your base root chakra needs. I need food, water, and shelter. I need companionship. And when we adapt the starving artist mentality of I have to suffer to pursue my art because that's in alignment with my intentions and I have to be good in the world, which means I can't interact with money or receive money because that makes me bad and I must only be good and in alignment with my goodness. Then we dismantle our ability to rise up and share more. It's when you in the tangible world, receive money in your business so that you can support yourself. When you receive that money, now you are taken care of and you can open up and create more space to share more and give your gifts more. So we've been in this paradigm where we have to be really small. We have to make ourselves really small in order to feel like we're doing a good job and to feel like we're helping. And the truth is, when we get as big as we possibly can, when we're so expanded, there is enough for you. And that is fulfilling your vision and your mission and your sacred duty to the universe. Oh, yeah. Yes, queen. Well said. So true. <laughs> it's so, you know, it's like the things that are truer than true. There is more than enough. So here's my call to action for you and all of your dearly beloveds. And anyone who tunes into this in the foreseeable future that is the next here and now. Double your rates and then double them again. <laughs> yep. Now I feel that intimidation again. <laughs> but the, it's beautiful, right? Because it really puts us up to our edges. I mean, even for myself, like I was thinking about it, I started off like 150 for like a one-to-one -one session, right? And so now I'm like, yeah, 150 for like the people that are close to me to get the discount, right? But then it's like, as above, so below. So if, if how I'm doing one thing is how I'm doing everything, I'm, you know, decreasing my value, quote unquote value to, you know, meet this other person or whatever it is. And all that is sacred. It's sacred economics and sacred communion. And I feel like the barter system is my favorite system, no matter what. And I'm going to ride and die on that one till the end of my time here on this incarnation, um, <laughs> and become the realized self-realized being that I am. And I believe that we all have that choice, no matter who we are, what we're doing from the corrupt politician to the, you know, uh, monk, to the prostitute, to the uh, drug dealer, and everywhere in between, we can choose our realization in this lifetime. We can realize our full potential and be able to, this is the best way to, I'm sure you've heard this quote for, it's like, in order to get something that you have not gotten before, you must do something that you have not done before. 
and I'm sure we can enlift it totally word wizard that one. It's on the it's on the get to do list now. But there's this idea of, and I recently heard this on um, it's this channeled group known as the Crimson Circle. They're like one of my favorite groups of people that are channelers. And there's this one channeler. His name is um, Caldra or Geoffrey um, Hoppy, and he channels Saint Germain, so Adamus Saint Germain. And it's funny too, because they're out here in Colorado. They're actually like right next to my distribution facility warehouse in Louisville, which is like 30 minutes east of Boulder. And uh, like the idea is allow your energy to serve you, right? Like, okay, I'm gonna double my rates. But then if I have a conflicting energy inside of my being about that, and then I'm gonna double them again, what? like whoa that brings up a little even for myself i mean it's like i know i'm worthy for those things but there are certain belief systems that are still inside of me where it's because of the highly empathetic being that i am and being so tapped into collective consciousness which i strongly recommend all of us to disconnect from collective consciousness as often as we can unless we're doing work <laughs> just unplug oh plug back into our energy because that collective consciousness it's a big storm cloud and we can get real sucked in there mm -hmm. i know i i know i do um and how i pull myself back into myself is through that trinity breath that simple breath and imagination and aligning and connecting earth and sky with me and there's this beautiful story that i heard where Somebody could be online, they could be trolling, right? Like a good example is like, oh, old lady needs money to pay for mortgage, right? And just spams everybody, you know, GoFundMe's, Facebook and, you know, book facing, all of it. And then that type of energy, though, is still this type of energy that is the old model that is still there's a lot of remnants of it there's a lot of density in our world that it's just saturated everywhere and it's this scarcity it's this like feeding mentality where somebody is going to feed on your energy but if you are harmonized and integrated in your divine masculine and your divine feminine whatever your beingness is but balancing those polarities within ourselves then there's no way that another being could come and feed on us, right? Like there's that saying where the people who normally get mugged or robbed are the ones who are like in the lower, like, you know, I'm feeling sad. I'm just like walking through life compared to somebody who's like confident and like breathing good and like feeling gratitude. And like, it's kind of hard to rob somebody who's feeling grateful. I mean, I'm, I want, I'm sure it's happened, but like <laughs> the whole energetic exchange there is like, it's very interesting. So back <laughs> to the story, you know, that energy of like trolling and like, please help me instead of, well, what if you created a one-to-one -one for five minutes? Hello, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an elder and I'm here to help you. Five minute one-to-one -one sessions, $200 just as an example, throwing it out there, right? That type of energy compared to help me, I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. Normally, an empowered being is going to help another 
empowered being and, and also empathetic and empowered beings love to assist in all realms and facets. But the story being, if we're sitting and we're so caught in sitting in this one chair, let's say we go to you know, a church or we go to a congregation or we go to a place that we're at regularly and we have our favorite chair, right? And we always sit in this chair. No, this is my chair, okay? But by always just so tunnel vision caught in just that one thing, feeling like, well, the, it's the world's, you know, it's this person's problem. You know, we can get very caught into that victimized polarity when we are feeling down or feeling like we're not worthy or we're not enough but what happens what happens if oh well there's another chair that opened up well i have a choice to take a different chair this next day no no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take that other chair i want my chair because it's my chair <laughs> as a metaphor <laughs> and then it's like well who cares what chair i'm sitting in? And it's like nobody but you do and your soul does because our soul is always giving us these into these intuitive hits like oh hey what, what if you try this what if you do this a little differently what it and you know instead of oh no i could never do that right other <laughs> than normal belief systems that can come up mm. but i'm thinking in my mind okay what if i take this different chair all right, my, my normal life is, yeah, it's going by. I'm, you know, getting the things. I'm, I'm going through the motions. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a different choice this one day. I'm going to sit in this different chair. And all of a sudden, because I sat in this different chair, this whole new world opened up for me. I sat next to somebody I had never talked to or even, mm. you know, connected with ever before. Or, you know, the, the guest speaker, you know, connected with me i was always on the other side of the room and couldn't see me or whatever the potentials are they're mm -hmm. ultimately always unraveling and everlastingly flowing for every single one of us because that's our energy but the moment we start living outside of ourselves and saying no this is how things need to be this is my chair <laughs> then we're just it's it's a it's a pattern it's just a loop and we get stuck in these loops and you know, 30 years go by, 80 years go by. And then all of a sudden, oh, wow, I didn't make a different choice. Mm. And it's like, nope, eh, not for me and not for anyone else who is tuning into this because we are the infinite currency. And so by letting go of that outside living by saying, no, this is my chair and it has to be my chair. Now it might be a beautiful chair. And it's not to say that you can't go back to that chair, but the point being, that we get to make a different choice, which is fundamentally living from the inside out because it's more of an exploration instead of an expectation. And then by releasing the expectations, the normal habitual patterns of what we take for granted starts to loosen up a little bit. Mm. And then we find a greater level of connection for everything that is that's that living from the inside out comparatively to the outside in and a great example is like even myself like i love nature i mean if it was up to me i would be sleeping in a sleeping bag in a tent like all year round 365 now i do also enjoy showers so i also do enjoy being warm i also do enjoy these certain comforts so 
you know, diving into like the sacrifice and the irony of that, like we don't have to sacrifice anymore. That is an old model. And if anything, the things that we get to sacrifice are limitations or the things that really no longer serve us. And we're just caught in these motions with. And so I think most of it is just like we're habitually going through the flow, going through the motions until a pattern interrupt comes. And normally that is met with um, anger or frustration or pain, but it doesn't have to be. It, it, it can be full of ease and it can be full of grace. I mean, you know, as much as I am so loving and so like in my embodiment of allowing my energy to serve me, I got rough edges. I got shadows in here. I get angry. I get fired up. I get pissed off. Now, do I directly share that with the world? No. And that is an area where I get to hone in more of my medicine and be able to lean into these parts of myself that I want to deny or think that aren't valid or you know, even if it is being angry, I think there's something about a sacred anger that is just so beautiful. I mean, we need, we need all of these things, you know, every single gift and beautiful message and soul expression coming from you connected to all the beings in your world is that magnificent puzzle. But it starts with our peace. It starts with our peace and realizing that we have that inner peace at all times. And we really, really don't have to force ourselves into anything. We can really just flow and dance. And I mean, like I said, for me, like I'll take being in nature for granted. Like I'm always up here in the mountains and like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. But like, even now I become desensitized. I take this sacred connection of being able to like drive out of the city into these mountainous communities and towns and stuff. and then. I'm like fully disconnected from my source, from my energy, because I'm just like, oh no, it's the next stop. Oh, this person needs me there. Or I have my internal guidance system just going haywire. My ego's like, well, what about this stop? Oh, it's this time. Oh, you better go over here. And then being able to like love that. That's what I do. My That's one of my favorite practices to do is whatever comes up, be able to be the observer of it and just simply shine my light without any expectation starting first just shining my light on myself that's like why that three breath practice is so beautiful and sacred because it's like we get to just channel this source energy into ourselves instead of projecting it all the time which does help there's a time and place for everything but i think it's really funny and interesting that we get so desensitized to things and we take things for granted until something happens <laughs> that it's like uh-oh red flag warning will robinson warning <laughs> yeah fire alarms are going off but then yeah. even within that i think the fire alarm is sacred it's like right everything is and so right. to be able to <clears throat> really allow our energy to serve us it's fun i mean it, i think that's what are we here to love and enjoy this experience i mean let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's exactly like you said it's part of the journey is connecting with the highs and the lows because in order to expand and change and grow there has to be a spark so for example the chair <laughs> clinging that is a clinging and for me it's like 
It's clinging because I don't have control because I am in the victim mentality. And because I'm in the victim mentality, I add upon layers of control and the layers of control becomes clinging to the things that I can't control. There's a story that my family tells me <laughs> about when I was young and I was eating this cookie and the cookie like broke in half. And I was mortified. I was devastated that this cookie broke in half. I was crying. It's like, my cookie's broken. Like having a major meltdown. Meanwhile, <laughs> even if, I want it to be whole again. But in five seconds, I'm going to eat this cookie. It's not going to matter if it's whole or broken at all. And yet there's this like clinging to, I want it to be this way. And I rode that wave. That's one small example. I rode that wave through a majority of my life. And, you know, up until a few years ago, things would piss me off so hard. Like someone put my cup in a different spot on the shelf from where it usually goes. And I'm so angry about it. <laughs> like, why would anyone touch my things? And so <laughs> it comes back to having such a deep wound of victim in my life and feeling like I have no control, but then hiding that from myself with these layers of anger and with these layers of I'm trying to control what I can control. I want this thing to go here. I want to sit here. And so that I really can connect to this clinging and this desire to be in control. Yeah. It's like, paradoxically like we have our control functions right like a good a good example is like okay i'm driving down an icy mountain road which was me like two hours ago and i'm like it's a full sheet of ice right now i do have extra tools in this truck i have an engine brake so i can put that on so it's automatically like slowing down my resistance so i can okay but if i'm if if i'm like foot on the gas hauling as fast as i can down this icy hill right because oh i'm in control but in all reality i'm not like i think there's the paradox there because it's this yes you are in control when you're driving you're we are in control of how we treat ourselves we are in control of you know the the steering wheel we are in control of the gas we're in control of the brake and at the same time by releasing our expectation of that control, we therefore, we like, it opens up even more for us to experience. But if we're so set and like, oh no, this is an icy hill. I need to control. If I slip a little bit, oh, oh, but like me, in my mind, like my soul takes the wheel. So like my ego could be freaking out because I'm like driving down this switchback and I'm like literally drifting, like, and like, there's a point where I'm about to roll off this mountain, like full on, like death. And what do I do? I punch the gas instead of hitting the brakes to get myself around this corner. Sometimes I think it's in cars where it's like, sometimes I think it was like doc or somebody teaching him how to drift. And he's like, sometimes you go left to get yourself right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's right. So true. And the paradox, the paradox is, you know, because especially in the enlifted community, we're so detached from the victim mentality, release the victim mentality. And I, I was just thinking about this this morning, too, how there's this level of 
you are so much in control and at the same time you have no control at all and so what i really see it as because because circumstances can happen in the universe like an earthquake could just happen and there's nothing that i can do about it so how can i blanket statement say you are in control of your life what you are in control of what we are in control of is how we respond to the creation around us and what our thoughts are and our feelings are and our actions are through our response to the creation around us. And it's our response to the creation around us that fuels the continued creation. And so with our responses, if our responses are aligned with our highest self, you know, so even if that means something crazy happens, it's recognizing who's reacting, who within me is reacting and why. This is, you know, like you said, the shadow selves. It's recognizing that we are, all of us beings, are diverse selves. We have different selves within all of us. And each self has different motivations, different intentions, different values. They all care about different things and want different things for you. But they all want to protect you and keep you safe. And they all want the best for you. But the best for you looks like different things to different selves. So when you step back into a new level of awareness, you can recognize who is taking the wheel of this car right now. And notice, look more at that self and say, why is this self responding the way it's responding? What does this self want? How is this self intended to serve me? What is motivating and driving this self because if a self who's driving the wheel is a self who believes they are a victim they have no control and they're motivated by fear and their only motivation is to keep you safe and to protect you that self negation acknowledge isn't going to create an abundant life because its motivations are rooted in scarcity and fear and lack even though the intention is to protect. And so it's realigning the motivation behind the energies and always choosing to act through a self that's in alignment with your highest values. And instead of acting from fear and scarcity and lack, acting through love and expansion and compassion and taking a breath and turning off my fight or flight and stepping back into like my aligned human body and making a decision based on those intentions and that self. And that's how you create through that intention. That's what creates the world around us because you're creating some result, moving through that energy, expanding it with that energy, which is creating more of that energy in the world. And that's going to echo locate back to us. That's gonna reverberate off the walls of this cave we're in and come back to us. And then what we are responding to is more of what we are creating and putting out. It's like inflow, outflow, and it's all the same. It's the same water floating around the earth. It's just going through different rivers. <laughs> and they all lead to the ocean. Right, right. It's all water. All roads lead home. Yeah, it's all water and all roads lead home. Yeah, it's beautiful because that's like a response ability that we have, right? If we are honestly like I have this saying that I like to say that it's a little intimidating for myself, but it's I am 
responsible or what is it i think that's what no it's a yeah i am responsible for or there we go i take a little brain fart there for a second i take full responsibility for all of my co-creations and to like really dive into that i mean that takes some serious like looking in the mirror and like you know but then even that even at that like if we look in the mirror and like take off the mask that is scarlet take off the mask that is samson it is divine universal consciousness that is our unique soul expression that has never and will never be in this exact here and now moment again like we are so unique and such a genius because the universe is a novelty generator that is the inner verse and so back to the like the charles eisenstein thing it's like everything that we are doing is impacting everything in our entire world mm-hmm. and like the more that i can like resonate with that and get out of my own way because that's usually what it is we're just so much in our own way and we're like building lists and compendiums of emerald tablets of all the reasons why we're not or why we are <laughs> this thing right it's like yeah. so interesting that i mean like a great analogy is like technically all i mean you you could be charging ten thousand dollars per client and get that you know and then it's like whoa i could it's like double that double that again it's like whoa but my level of like we have our set like like you said you know these these like triggers or these these hyper reactive modes that we can get into they they are simply defense mechanisms created by ourselves these these triggers are these defense mechanisms that ironically our ego has built for us to help us feel safe and whole and complete within ourselves. but then the irony of it is we start diving into our edges and diving into our shadows and we run into these things and then we can either you know become a victim to ourselves, or we can be the architect for ourselves. And I feel like, or, or we can do nothing, you know, I feel like the three choices, you know, most optimal choice, best for you and your dream team, suboptimal, maybe the best for you, but maybe not for your dream team. And then the third one, do nothing. And then in my awareness, all choices are valid. So being able to like show up in this world, I feel like things are going to get and are increasingly by the day getting more turbulent and there's a lot of potentiality to experience an ordeal and to not be afraid of it, negation acknowledged and accepted, to really radically accept and love all of the parts that are, that are ourself. And that's not saying like, oh, I'm going to go like hang out with crackheads tomorrow, or I'm going to go and just like spend all my time being a bouncer at a bar because my in my value structure i value the mountains therefore i manifested myself a gig that pays me to you know see the sights <laughs> occasionally in the winter season challenge and uh, go face to face with death uh, <laughs> that's you know a, a dynamic play and then flowing in and once we develop these certain skill sets within ourselves and we start to feel more comfortable being ourself oh my gosh what a concept nowadays i mean to the level that 
you can see an embodied being in our world it's like so refreshing i mean that's how it is for me i mean even just this connection now with you it's like soul refreshing because there is a lot of pain and there's a lot of trauma out there but i feel like you know like you were saying to the level that we apply our missing link the level we apply this unique sacred genuine puzzle piece that is us and our soul and our physical vessel that is here with all of the gifts and the attitudes and the, <laughs> the belief systems and all of the the multiplicity of our spirit when we can then channel that into some beautiful sacred work and what was it I, it was that same keith witt podcast with uh it was on living 4d is like five or six podcasts ago and they're like talking about it's like oh you want to be happy for a month get married you want to be happy for the rest of your life or or wait you want to be happy for a year inherit a fortune just to be happy for a year inherit the fortune and then to be happy for the rest of your life serve others and it's like whoa because in a way how i like to think about it every single time that we are unconditionally loving with kindness showing up in this world for any being we're actually giving that gift and that medicine and that energy to ourselves in some way. Like there's that exchange that happens. It's like an energetic, you know, as much as we can give, we are receiving. And I kind of started it earlier with feeling like, ah, I'm not able, or there's a deep subconscious drive inside of myself. That's a program that feels like, well, I'm not going to receive because I feel like I'm not worthy. And for years, oh my gosh, even still now, like I'm finding all these, I mean, it's funny because it's like whatever I work on, I'm like, oh yeah, I made it past that trauma. And then like, I'm like blasting through bunches of more and then a year goes by and I'm like right back in the same hole. And I'm like, how did it get deeper? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But then I'm like, oh, I got a bench here. I can build a ladder. (laughs) metaphorically with (laughs) words and connections and community and and people in my life that show up that if I can just open myself up instead of being constricted and again you know it's a dance so there are times when like being constricted can actually be very beneficial for us you know stagnated water water that's you it's got mosquito eggs laying in it there's mosquitoes and it's just this it's like a swamp Well, that swamp is actually revitalizing and regenerating the land because in order to regenerate, we go through stagnation. And so it's like the stagnate to regenerate and being able to appreciate the good as much as the bad, the quote unquote bad. And as soon as I feel like from my experience, as soon as I'm able to find at least one thing in the quote unquote bad, then it just shifts like it shifts beyond my control and that's that like synchronicity and whoa i'm at the right place at the right time and time i mean like i feel like every single one of us on the inside our desire is to experience synchronicity in every single moment of every single day but then it's like well where's the disconnect it's like what well what's going on here it's like i was experiencing radical synchronicity yesterday and today sucks. <laughs> it's right. Like, it's right. Like, well, wait a second. Isn't that suckiness 
the synchronicity and the polarity for us to flip it and go through. And so I think it's just like flipping the coin and being able to weigh both sides and look at the whole side of the tree, as Paul Czech says, like we think we can just look at, oh no, I see the tree. But most of the time we can't see the, the, the forest or the trees. <laughs> and so, so to be able to open ourselves up and then re- and then be able to like, you know, kind of clear our cache data of belief systems and these drives where we think we are this thing or whatever it is, and then be able to open up to, to understand and realize that we are God, we are goddess. This is our realm. This is our world. So whatever we think we deserve, we're going to get that. Whether we think we can or we think we can't, we're right. And then flowing into the, the, the idea of like abundance, like all of that just comes so naturally once you really start honing in on whatever it is that you're passionate about or that you love. And sure, it's not like, boom, instantly I'm a millionaire. Because honestly, I feel like even if I, I mean, every once in a while, I'll like play a lotto ticket or I'll like, you know, do the Powerball and stuff. But like my intention comparatively from now with all of the understanding and awareness that I have and still growing, because that's this beautiful thing of life. We're on campus earth. We are, we are souls that are here in the kindergarten of souls and we get to learn and we get to grow and we get to share and we get to co-create if we want. I mean, there are curmudgeons out there and that's okay. I think they're, they're there too. Cause we need all the flavors. It's like, if we just had one flavor of whatever it is, it's like, it would get so boring. And then I think at the same time, even if we were in this more beautiful world that our heart knows is possible, which I might add, we are, I mean, we're in the greatest time to ever be alive. But with that being said, the, this paradise, this, this, you know, Shambhala, I know personally, I would find some way to fuck it up <laughs> just mm-hmm. because just because <laughs> because it's right. like i want the excitement of, i want the drama in some weird way and then like realizing inside of myself if i am suffering or if there's anything in my life that i do not like it is there because i love it in some weird way it is there because i love it and then being that just brings a whole bunch more shadow work up because you're like why would i love this and it's like oh yeah because this happened and then we're able to like bridge worlds you know yeah, I I love suffering so much. It's my it is my favorite thing to suffer. We all do. It's my favorite thing. Growing up, I remember a very distinct time. I was I was in my teenage years and my mom said to me, "It's like you enjoy suffering." And it really struck me. And I was like, and, and it's taken me several years later to now think back on this and say, "Oh, it's true. Like I really really did." And I still do in a lot of ways, but it comes back to this like expectations around the life that we should be living or the life that we want to be living and seeing this high expectation, this vision. And at the same time, deep on the inside, having this unworthiness and believing I'm not deserving and I'm not worthy of that. And so we find ourselves in this very comfortable double bind between I want this thing and I'm going to work really, really hard for it to try and achieve it, to to try and achieve it. And I'm going to spend all my time and energy running towards it because I'm going to cross that finish line. But because the finish line is our expectation and not the reality that's around us and experiencing the reality around us, 
the finish line keeps moving. And my finish line has moved my whole entire life. I'm over here like straight A student, 3.9 GPA in college, like never had a suspension at all, like cream of the crop perfectionist migraine headache eight-year-old like that was and so I tried like so hard that on top of that I'm all Aries astrologically so I'm like fire sign to love the my love I, my Aries peoples I'm 90% Aries like I am I am literally the fire of this earth and uh so anyway <laughs> I I ran this marathon for years and years and years. I'm running this marathon trying so hard to be successful and be right and be good enough. But all of that was rooted in the desire to be good enough, rooted in the belief that I already was not good enough. And I had to do something in order to get there. And I had to work hard in order to have it. And I had to, in order to be successful, I have to do more. I have to be more. I have to work for it. And all of that is rooted in the belief that I'm not already enough. And it's rooted in scarcity. And it's rooted in avoiding having a scarce life and avoiding suffering and avoiding being poor and being different and being weird and not fitting in. And in all of that avoidance, I turned into perfectionism and I turned into working hard to try and get and try and achieve what I wanted based on these expectations. And so a huge part of my journey has been coming back to, you know, releasing those expectations and coming back to the present and saying, what is here for me now? And where can I already be creating what I truly desire in my current life? And so as, as an abundance coach, this is a really deep theme in what I do because there's this desire to, I want to attract abundance. I want to have more. Um, and a lot of people, you know, work really hard to try and achieve that, right? Work really hard to try and achieve it. And try, right, right. One of the reasons why I'm an abundance coach that I don't often share because people don't realize is that. I'm not just here to help you like attract more abundance. The thing that is more accurate is that you already have access to abundance. You can create whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And it's so freaking intimidating to have that much control and power over your whole entire life that it's easier to pretend like you don't because you don't want to fuck up. You don't want to mess, you don't want to mess up and be like, what if I do it wrong? I can't wield this much power. And, and it's that perfectionism and that I don't want to mess up and that avoidance and that fear that closes us into a tight comfort zone where we convince ourselves that we, we don't have, we don't have enough. And therefore I'm stuck here in my suffering and I can't do anything about it. I can't change the world. I can't make a difference because I'm just one person and I don't have anything. And it's really this loop that we're creating on ourselves. And it's really, really rooted in worthiness. And am I worthy and deserving of having abundance, of having and receiving every single thing that I want? And what does it mean about me if I do receive all of those things? And it's that fear. The fear is not that we aren't good enough. The fear is that if we knew everything that we could do, what the hell would we do with that? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's like that, that saying I have, uh, I am ascending my limitations into infinite potentiality. And every time I say that, like it's scared, it, it can, there's a deep part of me that like is scared sh- like to shit about that because it's like, okay, well, we have this idea. It's like, oh, I want this better house or I want this better relationship or I want these more savings in my bank account or this thing or whatever it is, whatever the desire or the aim of our desire is. And then like in order to do that, we you know do all this work or oh you know all these expectations and then the irony that really blows my mind is we can have this picture of whatever it is the expectation and then we get there and it's completely different than what we ever thought and then we're dissatisfied again exactly oh my god right there (laughs) right and so that was it it's like what like i get to be happy no matter what happens no regardless of circumstances situations relationships people like happiness is my art form and i feel like for every single human being that is our art form happiness and unhappiness are states of the mind therefore they can only be found inside of our mind but it's like we've been so externalized and so conditioned that like i just feel radical compassion for myself and like anyone who's caught in that mode of like i'm not worthy or i'm not good enough because it's like this is the thing that blows my mind too is like let's say you're walking around and you're like full-on abundance goddess like athena vibes mixed with you know aries the the god of war you know what i'm saying like love and war in one and you're just walking <laughs> around as like a sacred goddess embodied in this planet that energetic frequency goes out into everybody else's morphogenic field that you're connected to, especially in your local reality, but globally, universally, cosmically, but importantly in our local reality. And it is like energetically connecting to other people. And I think that's like that idea of just like shining our light on ourselves, just shining our light on ourselves, And then we are the light in the darkness for others. And people are like, Whoa, like, why are you so happy or why are you smiling or what do you do or hey you can help me and it's just like boom these alignments come in and we're like whoa i had no idea i was this powerful or i I had no idea i have all of this energy inside of myself and it's actually out there too like the mountains i'm looking at it can be really hard for my analytical egoic mind to believe that that's me that that's my energy, that the sign, the cars driving by, the the mountain itself, the sky, it's all me. And it's like, and then we take a step back. I mean, it can be a little overwhelming, especially if it's the first time you've uh, experienced that without plant medicines or even with plant medicines. <laughs> but once we're able to like sit in it, like the fire, like that alchemist furnace, be able to really hold the tensions of the opposites without i mean for me i come from deep addictions and tendencies to just put a band-aid on whatever it is through whatever substance it is but then being able to alchemize that and shift it and really focus on relationships like i think that's it that's the biggest thing it's relationships the relationship we have with ourselves, and then that direct rainbow bridge mirror out into the world and then we're like whoa all this stuff it's so beautiful and so divine and so like abundant 
I mean, that's really what it is. Like even just breathing, like that simple thing, like <sighs> the amount of abundance that just flowed in and out of our being through one breath. I mean, it could probably melt the entire oceans in one second, you know, and that's like just the tip of the iceberg to where it's like, we're, we like make excuses for ourselves to play small, but then we forget that we are everything like we are everything and nothing ironically and paradoxically which then flows into this well if i'm worthy and if i'm abundant then i'm going to go out into this world and i'm going to find and discover myself right instead of pushing it away because normally it's like oh that's not me i could uh, uh like resistance it's like resistance plus resistance is, you know, or what is it? Persistence with resistance is just more resistance. So it's like we're resisting so much that energy of being puckered up. But then I feel like abundance is that, like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, even deeper than the the worthiness comes self trust, and it's really trusting in something that you can't see tangible results of. Because a lot of my self-doubt in my journey has been rooted in seeing tangible results and seeing results enough where I can convince myself that it's true. And that fuels my that fuels my worth to say like, oh, well, I got these straight A's, so therefore I'm a good person. But, but also, even with the external validation, it's, it's never enough. It's never enough mentality where I'm like, oh, well, you know, they said it was good, but... They said my Reiki session was good or my yoga class was good, but they were probably, they could have been lying. Like, how do I know? And instead, my reticular activating system collecting validation and evidence of not good enoughness and not worthiness and not enoughness, right? This is that same scarcity intention that is driving all of these beliefs. But then when you look at the other side of, I do have all this power. I do have the I do have the power to create and put a huge impact out in the universe, right? Even like you said, just simply existing and being in my highest most aligned self. I am creating an impact on the world. And I have to remember that because I've convinced myself time and time again. I'm like I have, I have no impact, right? I'm not doing enough. That's that same scarcity voice. And what it comes down to is trusting in something that you can't really see. Like I can't see the results of the, of the whole and complete and total impact that I am having in the world. There's no way I could possibly ever know the impact that I have on the world. And so in order to live with that knowledge and that belief of I am truly making a good impact, you have to really deeply trust yourself. And in order to trust yourself, you have to trust that you are making that impact. And in order to make that impact, you have to live an aligned life and you have to consciously live an aligned life. And it's easier to ignore all of this and say, nope, nope, I don't make an impact. There's nothing I can do. I'm in victim and I'm just gonna stay here. And I'm not gonna acknowledge that I do have control and power and that I am making an impact. But the truth is, is even if you're, 
even if you're over here in scarcity and you are in victim and you believe that you can't make an impact on the world at all and there's nothing you can do and you're just one small drop of water and you don't matter you're still making an impact <laughs> you are still making an impact and looking at, looking at it from the money lens to ground it even more into reality is when you spend your money on something you are voting for that thing and you're saying yes like more of this please and every single thing that led into that and fueled into that so every worker who worked on it and all of the processes and steps that it went through and you are voting to say yes more of that and so every single day anytime you spend a penny on anything you are creating because you are creating demand which will in influence the supply and so it's this so it's yes in money in the world of commerce and the market but it's also in every single moment of your life even when you're in your room by even when i'm in my room <laughs> doing yoga by myself and meditating and taking deep breaths and part of me is screaming like i gotta do something i need to work more on my business i need to get clients because i want to make a huge impact on the world and i have to work really hard to make sure that i can do that and then there's the centered self-trust part of me that shows up and is like it's fine everything's working in divine alignment you can trust that as long as you're taking steps in alignment no matter what that actually looks like even if that's taking a nap right now because that's what you need as long as you're listening to yourself and even more importantly the why the why behind your actions the the reason why you're doing what you're doing why you're choosing what you're choosing if you understand the intention behind that why if it's acting from scarcity and fear and constriction or if that why is acting from abundance and expansion right as long as you're aware of that no matter what you're actually doing you are creating more of that and that's your power and so it, it really for me has been a big self-trust journey to come back to I trust my alignment. I trust my alignment. And in order to do that, I had to be aware. I had to be aware of my alignment and my values and go through this whole entire process that I now share with the beings around me. So that it's a big role in abundance. <laughs> uh -oh. I mean, there's something about listening to ourselves and then listening and trusting with ourselves. Because the greatest healers on the planet, they just have radical belief in themselves basically you know they know themselves and by knowing yourself ironically it's a dance between like that like knowing yourself but then knowing there's an eternal part of yourself that you can never know which is which is like being okay with the un like being okay with the unknowns and being able to like oh you know just focus i know everything is working out for me and you know uh that could be you know, so there's labels out there that be like, oh, you know, you're disillusioned or whatever it is. But then it's the same time. It's like, well, this is my experience. So how am I feeling about things? But it's so much easier in our world because we've been programmed like, no, 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 there's this expert you need. There's this great teacher. There's this course. There's this. There's all this extra supplement. There's this biohacking device. There's, you know, this energy tool. There's, you know, all of these things. And then it's like, wait a second. It's all right now. It's all accessible to me right now. And then 
to because i mean you know there's a lot out there we can get overwhelmed and it's totally a dance i feel like i feel like no matter what it's like okay we go through these cycles and these moods and so to like set your staff or set your flag onto your planet planetary experience that is here and now and to just i mean simply claim our abundance i mean it's totally easier said than done but it it is like a step by step practice right the the journey to mastery ten thousand steps if we're just standing at the first step and we're like well yeah that's a, it's a nice step and then somebody comes up and they're like, oh, hey, you know, pass by us. And then somebody's going down and then you're like, oh, hey, how was the mountain? And they're like, oh, it was great. You should check it out. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I think I'm going to stay right here, you know, because it's, it's like too hard to make a choice. <laughs> it's like we fight for our limitations. We like argue for our limitations, you know, and like even that I feel like is a sacred art. It's like whatever we're experiencing, it's a notification from our soul or a notification from ourselves to be like, oh, hey, I can dive in here or not. I mean, we can just push things away and sedate ourselves and then want somebody else to dictate our experience and define our reality for us. But in my awareness, nobody knows better than what you want, than what you know that you want for yourself and need and desire and it's like somebody else to come in and be like oh hey i'm gonna dictate this experience for you it's insanity but yet you know we go out in the world and it's a stress factor and it seems like that's all that there is going on i mean there's a lot of other stuff going on but yeah back to that idea of like this healer every single one of us is a healer every single one of us is a medicine being with our unique set of tools that we have came onto this incarnation with and i feel like that's like we're the key to ourself and we're the key to our own abundance within ourselves. i mean i've been realizing that more and more dancing with like oh geez you know i i, I get to keep this identity that is water shaman and like I'll, I'll forever be that but like that doesn't mean i'm always going to be you know, working for this corporation, even if it's a private corporation, because no matter what the bottom line, profit, profit motivates. That's what is valued in the corporation that I work for. Now, don't get me wrong. I value profitability also. I like, you know, I like the bonuses. I like the things I like the currency to be flowing in. But then at the exact same time, there are a lot of things that are like conflicting with my values. Mm -hmm. And if I'm able to stand up for myself and say this is what i will tolerate this is what i will not tolerate and then make the effective choices and it's hard it i mean it's not it, it can be easy but if you know it's just like anything it's just like practicing anything when we first started riding our bikes i'm sure we fell even with you know training wheels on like i'm sure we fell we all we all fall down in this experience when we were learning how to walk and run and you know, it's like a skill set. We just, you know, decide and then we just keep going. Thank goodness to the skill set of Enlifted and the divine beings that we are connected with that are helping us and progressing us on our journey or the story that is our life. And like at the very best, I am a lead supporting character in your story and vice versa. And to the level that we can honor that and really be like, whoa, like, I'm the writer of this thing 
what and then like write down this blueprint because there's something about that like oh my god i love that you do blueprints because it's like that's it like build a foundation for your life and then boom like the the amount of ways that we can communicate effectively about what we want and then what we need but then there's like there can be disconnects you know to be like oh i want this different life and i want this other thing but then if i don't make any different choices like how do i ever expect myself to get there right like this summer was a great example i worked my butt off this summer like sweating bleeding like uh, and you know my my main intention was like hell or high water i'm getting to the lake house you know it was richmond but i didn't know that richmond's three hours uh east (laughs) so I, i actually shaved some time off but the my entire intention i worked you know five months straight like every day you know, working the water shamaning gig Monday through Friday, and then being on my buddy's food truck, you know, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, and having no, like no breaks, I honestly discovered new values within myself by going against my barriers or going against my, you know, edges, and finding more ways of like things that I value and ways that I can communicate and like be better in my communication. But then also at the same time, realizing like, I am not a machine. Like I need rest. Like it's something that I value. I value rest. I value hydration. I value good food. I value connection with amazing divine beings. And so to the level that I can embody that and be that it's so beautiful. But then also, you know, if I'm going full all gas no breaks like i did this summer i'm gonna drop the ball in certain places because my adaptive rhythms have gotten out of sync and so i think that's like what abundance is it's just like the breath like realizing like money is just like the air that we are breathing into our lungs it it flows in it flows out you know i i feel like because because i mean I'm, i'm hanging out with like these millionaires and stuff at the top of their like baller villa you know on top of the mountain and it's like they're dealing with the same things i'm dealing with on like a you know human being level of like do i feel worthy do i feel loved do i feel appreciated do i feel seen do i feel heard like just simple basic functionings of the human being and then if if i'm able to like meet them where they are at and let go of all the associated like bs of like oh they're better than me because they have more money or whatever the story is you know then everything just like flows and it's like two god self goddess beings like having an interaction and i feel like that is this sacred harmonic that is flowing into the world helping ourselves to remember because we forget i feel like we're all masters with amnesia (laughs) so we're like walking around we're like woe is me somebody help me and it's like our soul is just like inside of ourselves just like you have all the keys you have all the tools like what are you talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's so fun uh, exactly okay you touched on so many things in, in that i want to respond to and i feel like i can summarize it into this abundance package which this is perfect timing that we're having this conversation because i'm running a round of empowered abundance group program in january so this is perfect that we get to be talking so much about abundance and so a lot of a lot of these keys we've been talking about throughout this conversation feed into creating abundance and like tap harnessing and tapping into abundance 
which is so potent and powerful and important because it's how you get to live the life that you want to live and also create the world that you want to live in. And just like we talked about earlier, when you are in control of the abundance that exists all around you, you're in control of creating your reality. And it's really this opportunity to change and transform the world. So that's what the mission is. And to do that, it's so much, so many of these factors that we've already talked about. And one is, you know, your values and bringing awareness into what it is you do value because you already value things right now, no matter how you're spending your money, your time, and your energy. Those are the three resources, time, energy, and money. You're already spending them in your life right now and you're spending them in the way you're spending them for a reason. Even if you're on autopilot, even if it's totally unconscious, there's a reason why you do what you do and why you spend your time on. A lot of it is driven and motivated by money. I think most of our country, most people are money motivated. I need more, I need more, I need more, no matter what, and therefore I'm going to spend my time on this job that I don't enjoy. And so we choose the value that's most important to us and we sacrifice other values in order to act through that value and that intention and so tapping into your creative potential and tapping into abundance and being in control of your life is about bringing awareness to the values that you are currently upholding and prioritizing and deciding what the vision is and saying okay well this is what i'm doing now who do i want to be and what's the world that i do want to live in and how do I want to create my life if I do have total control? You know, what if I do have total control? What's this life that I want to live? If, if money wasn't an issue and if nothing was an issue, what would I do? And once you tap into that vision of this higher self, this high vibrational aligned self, then you apply those values to your current life and to your current resources, your time, your energy, and your money. So you prioritize the values that are important to you in this higher vibrational life. And through that, you are already creating that higher vibrational life. And that comes back to intention. Why are you choosing what you're choosing? Who is driving, who is holding on the steering wheel right now? And when it's your higher self always holding the wheel, then that's how you create the higher self life and the higher self world. And at the same time, another thing you touched on, which is really important, it's also holding it with compassion. Because even if you are on autopilot right now and you are prioritizing things that are not in alignment with your highest vibrational life, you're still prioritizing it for a reason. And that reason has something to benefit yourself right? There's something that's keeping you safe. There's something that's protecting you. There's something that's motivating you. So it's not like inherently you're a bad person because you like to gamble. It's like, okay, well, why do you like to gamble? Like, what's the motivation behind that? Like, there's a reason, there's a pattern, there's a story to that self, you know, Billy's story. Billy's a reason why Billy is Billy. It's more than just understanding the story. It's understanding behind why this self is the way it is. And then once you have this awareness, you have so much control and power to shift everything with the resources you already have. Because so, so I feel like mainstream abundance is 
more money, like more money is coming in. It's like, it's not about more. It's about being in control of what you already have to create consciously because you already have the power to create right now. And when you take control of your conscious creation, that is abundance. Yes. Oh, well said. Oh my goodness. Spirit fingers. That was so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true too. You know, it's like we all have these drives and especially depending how driven we are. Um, that honing in and that dialing in it's like that saying you know if if you don't know where you're going all roads will lead you there and so like in our own way there are i feel like for every single one of us there are certain things that we may like push to the wayside or be lazy about you know and it's like a story so it's like okay well again how i'm doing one thing is how i'm doing everything and so that greater level of awareness of compassion for myself is what helps me push through those times where I feel like I'm so like lost and woe is me, you know, ah, I'm not abundant or I'm not worthy because it's like, well, okay, awareness is the first step. So like, I think by us being able to celebrate the fact that we are aware of it, and then that gives us that this extra bit of momentum where we could get ourselves out of the mud a little bit oh a little bit easier where we can just get out of the mud and it's like we can and we get to and it, it can be easy and it does take a radical sense of responsibility if we feel like we're you know caught and lost it's like okay well like you said it's like it's not the more money that will do anything. Cause if anything, that would just create more habit patterns. If we're not checking ourselves, mm-hmm. like we'll just spend more money then. <laughs> like, great. Right. But if we value every single penny that we are spending and one way that I like to think about it is like every single dollar that I spent, that I spent, I'm multiplying that value a hundredfold. And, mm-hmm. and it's not always that I get into anything, but I like to play with things and dance. And so like, just imagining like that energetic connection versus like, ah, I got to spend $10 for gas or $30 for whatever this is or whatever the price is and whatever the thing is. It's like, what? It's like, no, 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 no. Ah, I get to support myself with these things that bring value and gratitude into my life. Cause I think that's what it is. It's like gratitude and appreciation comparing to the, not that we need to compare about anything, but you know, comparatively to the expectation of what it is. Cause normally like the thing that we think we want is it's out of alignment with what it is that we actually want. Like the expectation would be like, nah, 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 nah. but then we get that thing. And it's like hungry ghosts. I mean, I know that one. It's like, Oh geez. I mean, you know, the, like back when I was really hooked on pharmaceutical drugs and like selling cocaine, the high for me was going and meeting with the drug dealer and like driving to the place like it was like a mission and then like I get there and I have like a therapy session with this like cartel level dude and he's like crying holding his AK and I'm like what is going on here I'm just trying to pick up some drugs so I could feed my habit (laughs) my soul is like listen here bud you have work that you get to do just by simply being yourself and for a long time I would push that away and 
you know, not say things to people, even though I'd feel like I needed to tell them something or vice versa, say things when it was really a good idea to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> it's this dance, you know? So if now we're heading out to heading out to the close and we'll conclude with a heart space breath, but if you have one solid piece, I mean, you dropped a bunch, but one extra one that you could think of that would help your average, um, you know, plumber Joe out there who's struggling, you know, paying the bills and keeping the lights on and is just slapping the bandaid on whatever vice that they have, you know, and just keep on feeding the dragon, but they're feeling stuck. What is one actionable step that um, Joe the plumber could do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like I could say so many things and I also want, you know, to to solidify, to distill it. I love distilling. And um, the biggest thing is first recognizing and really understanding the power and control that you have. And it's shifting away from this victim mindset and recognizing, like, I do have an impact on my life. And especially if we're in the mindset of not enoughness and like, I have to do this because, right? And living in this scarcity mode, like I have to work because I need the money. And it's very like tunnel vision and it's very old paradigm. And so it's, it's recognizing that and starting to step away from it a little and consider what if what if I am in control what if there are more opportunities that are here for me that I'm, I'm not aware of and it's starting to choose that even if it's scary and even if it pushes against your boundaries and even if it feels like a leap of faith but then bringing in the awareness to transform it right so it's not just I have I have a great story so I started my business I did a 180 in my life. I was, I'm super businesswoman, restaurant manager, 18 year old. My nickname was Hitler, literally, as the, rest, as the 18 year old restaurant manager, full face of makeup, hat, four inch heels, because I was so strict. And I was like, trying to, trying to prove myself. Like, I got this, I'm successful, I'm tough. And this, this version of Scarlett, really suffers and really hits rock bottom really hard. Sacri the only thing I valued was money, really. I only valued money I w and success and being like respected and climbing the successful ladder. So I work my ass off and I work crazy hours and I sacrifice everything that's not work and money. I lose all my friends. I like, I'm so disconnected from my family, I'm disconnected from myself. I find myself in really harmful and toxic relationships. I'm loathing in my not good enoughness and I, I hit my rock bottom. And then a lot transformed for me and I did my full pivot and I graduated with my bachelor's degree in business management, accounting and finance. Super like corporate 3.9 GPA. And then one month later, one month later, I had my first life coaching certification. So I went from business to hippie. Where do you think the name comes from? <laughs> In one month. And then I'm like totally on the woo-woo side. Like leap of faith. I'm going to do this. I'm going to run my business. 
uh, kind of came out of nowhere. Like I wasn't planning on running a business when I first got my certification, but now here I am. And so I, I did it. Like I took that awareness. I said, what if there's something more for me? What if I don't have to be in this life anymore? I'm sitting here like waiting for my life to begin saying like, when am I really going to start like living? I'm like so excited to do that. And then hit realizing, oh shit, like I'm living right now. Like my life is happening right now and deciding that I didn't want it to be this way, this way where I'm suffering and unhappy and drained and burnt out. And so I grow my business and I start boldly saying yes to what I wanted to create and to what I wanted to cultivate. And I attend my first retreat in North Carolina. And then I attend a retreat in Oregon. And then I <laughs> attend a retreat in Sedona. And then I attend a retreat in Montana. And I'm doing all of these like healing, transformative work on myself, uh, learning more, doing so much more. And yet I'm like not making money in my business. I like took this leap of faith to say yes to the life I want to live boldly and act through that intention. And yet I was like, I'm not making money. I'm not surviving. And so I was threatened and my scarcity was being threatened because I'm like, my business needs to make money. I need to be doing something. I need to be successful because I took this huge leap of faith on myself. I trusted myself. When do I have to throw in the towel and walk with my tail between my legs and go back and get a nine to five job? Because that's the way the world works. And I'm over here being crazy. Right. And all this like shame and fear and feeling like I failed in my business. And it, and it came to a huge point when I had the opportunity to go on a retreat in Costa Rica. And up until this point, I've been saying yes, boldly to everything. I went from being Mrs. Uptight business, businesswoman with $38,000 in my bank account, like in my savings, being like, I've been saving since I'm seven years old. I'm so successful. Look at how much money I have. I keep collecting to spending thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on my business and my transformation and my growth to now here I am considering Costa Rica and my whole entire soul is saying yes. It's like, yes, oh my gosh, of course I'm going to do this boldly. Yes, 100%. And then there's the practical part of me where I'm like, I don't have the money for this. Like, I don't know what to do. And having this huge inner conflict between, do I put this on credit when it's against literally what I teach to be like, you know, I can't afford this, so I'm going to put it on a credit card. And really feeling like I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars. When do I throw in the towel? Like, when do I just say, stop saying, okay, just one more, just one more. If I haven't made money in my business yet, how is this going to be the thing that helps me finally make that money? And I, I decided to do it. And I did put Costa Rica on credit and I did make that decision, which was really scary for me. But that was my like pushing the boundary of in my business to be like, how much am I willing to take this leap of faith and how much am I willing to commit to this, even if it's scary or even if it's hard. And since that point, it's been a massive turning point for me where now I have expanded my opportunity to receive and to bring in money in my life. And so that's exactly why this specific round of the Empowered Abundance Program that's coming up is targeted for coaches and business owners who feel like 
expanded and have jumped into their business and they've said, yes, like I'm going to do this. I'm ready to make an impact on the world and I'm ready to change the world by coaching and sharing my gifts, but I'm not making money and I can't support myself. And so now business is stressful and I'm stuck in my business. And so that now I'm in a place where my business is fully in alignment and I am able to receive and it has changed everything for me to shift out of the scarcity that I even had in my business and the pressure I was putting on my business to now be in a place where I can share my gifts and do it in a way where there's not financial pressure on me to be like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to make ends meet? I feel like I'm going crazy. Even though I believe in this so much, it's like, when is the other shoe going to drop? And so that's exactly what, what my biggest mes- mission is, is that there is a balance between both. You can be living the life that you want to live and you can be supporting yourself and making money and sustaining yourself and you can have that balance in your life. So that's like the biggest message and biggest takeaway is that it's 100% possible to dismantle the starving artist mentality and step into abundant creator. Oh my God. God, goddess that I am. I love that so much. Wow. You are the missing link. I know you know that. Um, oh, that is so beautiful. Because, yeah, it's it's like, you know, we, we, t- we make, a, make a decision and it can be really scary. I mean, for me, it was like, ah, I'm driving across the country. I was like in Bozeman, Montana, like a, a month ago. And I was like, I'm going to drive 1,200 miles to virginia what like i had already driven like 900 miles so it was like why am i so afraid of this but it's just funny when like we run into our edges and then it's like yeah we can achieve anything because impossible means i'm possible and with that ah, uh, what if everything is working in and out way more elegantly and exquisitely than we can ever plan. Now, it's not saying throw the plans out the window and don't plan, but being able to plan, do the things, put one foot in front of the other, and then radically trust and let go of our expectations of that thing. Because once we do that, then we're just in, in that beautiful, sacred, divine alignment of our values and what we value and then like attracts like so we just it's like a cuddle puddle everywhere we go we're just experiencing more love and more connection and more abundance every single corner of every single globe of the entire planet and that is this more beautiful world that our heart knows is possible so what an amazing amazing conversation i feel like we can just keep going with these abundance shows so that's what we're probably going to call it the abundance flows Ooh, love that <laughs> and and we can conclude with um simply dropping into our heart and again thank you so much for being dear scarlet all of me thanks and honors all of you because you are accurately helping this entire world to remember that we are abundant and we are happy and we are whole and we are already complete therefore it's an abundance game it's an abundance dance We can let go of the lack and the scarcity-based belief systems or BS and just 
fully create our own, our typical goodness of however it is that we are allowing our energy to serve us for our highest and greatest. So, oh my God, thank you so much from my sacred heart to your sacred heart. I know this is going to go out into the, the ethers and uh, reverberate more genuine loving kindness and realization that we are abundant no matter what we choose no matter what we do no matter what we have we are abundant and we're all equal too that's my favorite part that's what really brings it back into equilibrium for me is like even elon versus me like we're equal i'm not better than him he's not better than me there may be this illusion that is this oh massive amounts of accumulation but at the end of the day i got the same energy inside of myself I'm, I'm as rich as tesla i'm as i'm as rich as the electrical grid i'm as rich as the water that is flowing underneath our feet and every single grain of sand in between just like the ant that builds this anthill with the community starting with one little pebble at a time one little grain of sand at a time and then by the time you know it it's an entire ecosystem and community and world and i think that's what we're doing so mm. uh -huh. thank you thank you thank you all right, with conclusion, in conclusion, we've been in our heart the, this whole time, but we get to drop back in and align and then create more um, momentum to flow out into our local reality for the highest and greatest so that we may be of service out of just pure soul embodiment. All righty, so again, just focusing our, our consciousness. I like to think about that ball of consciousness every once in a while when I get caught in my head and I just drop it. Oop, there we go. Get that ball of consciousness and I drop it from my head right where that pineal gland is into my heart, just focusing our intention, our attention on our heart center. And then from there, simply imagining connecting our heart with the heart of Mother Earth and giving ourselves a deep, beautiful, abundant breath. And then the exhale, allowing all of our energies to serve us by just swirling into this toroidal field, this toroidal generator within our heart. And then that second breath, getting to connect our heart with the heart of Father Sky, Central Sun, God, Goddess, that you are. Breathing those energies through the top of our head, that central key channel of our crown. Again, permeating every single cell in our being. And then on that exhale, allowing all of our energy to just simply settle into this sacred space of our heart, where with that third breath, we get to merge the energies of earth with the energies of sky, with the energies of you, I, we all. And remember, double your rates. <laughs> Namaste. Thank you so much, dearly beloved Scarlett. Double your rates and then double them again, okay? I heard of that. <laughs> Thank you. I love you dearly, so beloved, and I'm so grateful for all that you do and be on this planetary experience. And um, until next time, I will see you on the other side of the sun. And uh, oh, do you when when is your immersion coming in? If you have any offers that you'd like to yes, yes, let the peeps know. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for reminding us all. Um, Empowered Abundance is going to a group program. I'm very excited to expand the offer. 
Um, I'm expanding it to a 12-week group program, and it's starting in January, which is the perfect time to do this abundance work. One, because in a very tangible way, it's super great to have an actual financial blueprint for the whole entire year. <laughs> and two, because that's the perfect time to realign your intentions with, you know, the rest of our society who's all like, uh, New Year's resolutions, like take that to the next level, like really integrate the opportunity that's available to you right now to be in control of your life and transform your life. So I'm really excited to be offering this group program in January. It's going to be diving into so much about what we talked about today and realigning your values, your intention, focusing on these scarcity beliefs and dismantling them and coming into abundance beliefs so that you can create the life that you want to live so that you can grow your business and share your gifts like really feel safe and secure to share your gifts with the world knowing that you're financially secure and using your resources to support you and support that vision so information is on my website at thebizhippie.com also on instagram at thebizhippie and uh, right now I do have a waitlist open. So if you want updates on this, you can sign up for the waitlist and I'll be sending out information for when enrollment is open. Wow, what a beautiful, sacred, golden opportunity. Uh, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I am sending you infinite, unconditionally loving light, great filled, abundant energies, frequencies, and vibrations from my sacred heart to your sacred heart. And uh, blessings on all your journeys, voyages, and travels, dear beloved. Thank you for helping us to remember that abundance is our natural state. Namaste. Aho. Till next time. Hare Krishna.